Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. The first thing I want to talk about is RTE. So why not? The RT Chief Financial Officer, Richard Collins, has resigned. He was the guy, by the way, in the Oireachtas who said he didn't know how much he earned. Anyway, in a statement, RT said Mr. Collins would work on a handover, and that is in the process of identifying a replacement CFO. That will ensure, of course, he gets a little bit of a few quid to go. Richard will assist in any ongoing process to extent to the extent that this may be required by RTE, according to RTE. We wish to thank Richard for his hard work and um, the amount of flip-flops that he appeared. No, no, I put that bit in. We wish to thank Richard for his hard work and the contribution to RTE over the past three years. And we wish him every success in the future. The uh, Minister for Media, Catherine Martin, said that she was aware that Mr. Collins was likely to be leaving, but that she does not have a role in the internal staffing matters in RTE. At a post-budget briefing, the Minister said that the fall in the TV licence revenue could cost RTE 1 this year, RTE, 61 million euro over the year and next year. And the figure was identified by the government advisory agency, NURA, uh, or it's, it's actually new ERA, uh, which has recommended 40 million in additional funding for RTE to cover some of the shortfall. And the minister said that the money will not be paid until she sees a strategic plan from the broadcaster, which is due to be completed in the coming weeks. Ms. Martin uh, confirmed that at the briefing that RTE will receive 16 million in additional funding and not the 40 million they've requested for the time being. RTE has also been hit with a sharp fall, as I said, the TV licence revenue following the revelations in June of the over uh, over the undeclared salary given to Ryan Tuberty. Uh, Mr. Collins was among RTE executives grilled by politicians at the Oireachtas Committee hearings following revelations over the under-declaration under of Mr. Tuberty's salary. That's from RTE, by the way. They put the word under in twice, but there you go. Now, here's the thing, right? People have lost faith in RTE. They just completely have lost faith in RTE. And do you blame them? That's really the question, isn't it? Do you blame them losing faith in RTE? When they're handing out money for flip, 20 quid or 20 euro, you know, for a pair of flip-flops, and they're buying, well, five grand or six grand's worth of them or something, whatever it was, and they're, they're spending money on gig tickets and all sort of ridiculous things, and, and their bills are astronomical, and their salaries are astronomical. Do you blame people turning around saying, I'm not paying the television license. I'm not giving them 160 quid to get seven pairs of flip-flops out of my money. You know what I mean? I can understand why people felt like that. And judges now in court are kind of feeling the same way. There was a judge there during the Oireachtas hearings. And what they normally do is people who haven't paid their television licence are brought to court on the same day. They'll just don't normally do them all on the one day. And the judge, not that he struck them all out because he can't, because by law he's not allowed to do that, but he only made them pay the television licence. He didn't send them to jail. He didn't fine them. He, did, he just made them pay the television license. Pay it or, you're, you know, you're going to jail. Whereas he could have sent them to jail. He could have given them a fine for not paying it. But he said, no, he, he kind of understood why people were refusing to pay it. That didn't help the cause for RTE. That encouraged more people not to bother paying it. Now, I don't want to encourage people not to pay it because it's a, an important debate as to whether if, the state are not willing to continue to fund RTE, and that funding is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The question has to be asked, is it actually, do we need it anymore? If it's costing this much money, 
do we actually need it? It's a lot of taxpayers' money to go into RTE. So you, you answer the question for me. Would you, be, would you shed a tear if RTE had to close its doors tomorrow? I think, to be fair, I would shed a tear for the staff. The hard-working staff at RTE, the ones that aren't getting undeclared amounts of money, the ones that are on the average wage, they're probably few and far between, but I would shed a tear for them. But would you shed a tear for everybody else? Would you shed a tear for RTE? Would you shed a tear because you won't be able to switch on your telly and watch RTE anymore? Let me know. Uh, the number, as usual, is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Would you miss RTE if it wasn't there? Ross, hi. Well, Lyle, how are you going? Good. Ross, would you shed a tear? Not, not I hope. Uh, I, I, hope uh, I hope Jeremy Dixon isn't listening because... Uh, did, did this subject wouldn't go down well with him at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he's a bit of a Tuberty fan. He cut me off there. Uh, actually, anyone that said anything bad about Ryan Tuberty, he just cut him off. You were on holidays, I think. All right, okay. But, uh, well, as long as you didn't say anything litigious about him. You know what I mean? No, no, no. No, he just wouldn't listen to anyone that said anything about Tuberty. Uh, negative. He, no, no, no. And he just cut him off. I'm not listening <laughs> Well, I'm not him, thankfully. Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Jeremy, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. You've said his name now five times. We're grand. We know. Uh, we yeah. know his name. Yeah. Go on. Sure. Ma- make your point, um, Ross. No, I tell you what I do is uh, I I wouldn't shed a tear for RTE, but I would. Do you know that meme that's going around? There's like ten lads standing around the hole, and there's a guy in the hole digging. with a shovel. Digging yeah. The hole. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all there, manager, da, da, due to cutbacks, we have to get rid of Dave. I feel sorry for the Dave. Dave is the one with the shovel, him. yeah. <laughs> Dave is the one with the shovel, and if the manager's all standing there, if 20 of them say, with their arms folded, due to cutbacks, we have to sack Dave. Manager, <laughs> duty manager, deputy duty manager, deputy manager. As- assistant manager, deputy, deputy duty manager, manager. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's just absolutely. Absolutely, and and do you know what? It's the it's the people in the background that get absolutely no recognition. Yeah, no, I do feel I do work. feel sorry for the Daves. Feel I sorry do for them. Yeah, but all the hello, the, all the preachers, um, and just all the just yeah, just all the all the big dicks that have been there for years that are just yeah, even the, looking at yeah, the members of the board. Like, who are they? Members? Why do they need members of a board? What? Even like even some of the, 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 the news readers that have all been there and you'd see them getting in and all of their political debates are all one-sided. Even interviews that aren't in the RTE studio, just say they're interviewing or they're getting interviewed by, I don't know, a, a, a radio station or something. And they're just, they're all, they're all singing from the now, same Now, in fairness, I did listen to Michal Martin this morning on Morning Ireland, right, just briefly. Now, I don't know who the interviewer was. I can't remember her name. But she was very good. She did give him a good going over. You know? Yeah, but that's the thing, you see. Yeah, there are some good people in RTE, but I'm talking about the ones that are are on it. Like, you look at it and there's... there's the Is there anything you watch on RTE that you enjoy that you'd say, I'd miss no. that now? No. I like Kin. I like Kin. I do like Kin. And I do like Primetime every now and again. You know? No, I don't. I actually no, I don't. I don't look at it in an RTE. I actually sports. Do you have sport on it, Ross? No, no, no I don't. I yeah, I don't look at RTE at all. I just I I haven't looked at RTE in since the start of COVID. I haven't mm. looked at RTE and right. Okay, 
I know I'm not the only one thinks that, but... No, I know, and, and there's quite a lot of people lost faith in RTE, particularly during COVID, because they felt they didn't challenge it enough or challenge the state or the government or the policies and the lockdowns and everything else that went along with it. And, and I get that. But sure, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, though, because sure, they're... You know, well, like, they should. Like, <laughs> yeah, but they wouldn't because yeah. they, if they challenge the government, it's just it's just not going to go well for them. It, that that that's just that's a completely separate debate. But mm. no, they wouldn't, and it's just so. You know, but but do you not do you not yeah. think we? I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some countries that don't have a national broadcaster, right? Um, you know, it's all privatized. Um, but uh, do you not think we need a national broadcaster? Because let's be clear about it: when you have private companies, you know be it Ireland's Classic Hits Radio, uh, be it Fox News or CNN or, you know, Sky News, they're biased because they're being paid for by somebody and they don't have to be as impartial as, you know, a public service broadcaster. Well, they're not, well, if you want to call RT impartial. Um, they're, they're, well, you know what I mean? I'll put it you this way, all right? Um, not, no, no one trusts RTE now. And to be honest with you... I when you say no one, some people do. Some people trust them. The die, the die hard Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael heads trust RTE. <laughs> but RTE have never once given anyone, all right, and I, you know, and even on the radio, uh, they've never once given anyone, like, and they're too politically biased. There's no in between with them. They're, they're completely biased. And it's just, I remember they had the, the debate on, they had Leo Michal. And there was that, and then everyone was like, "Bring in Mary Lou, mm. okay." Yeah. And then they brought in, and Mary Lou didn't. She went in. Then I remember Brian Dobson interviewed her, and my God, it was an atrocious interview. And Dobson was like, "She'd speak." Dobson was there. The IRA. The IRA. Comments. The IRA. It was just like, yeah, no. And they're too biased. And like I said. The people need someone they can trust and someone who will work for them. And RTE have been, for years, just too biased. And, and by the way, they should be challenging everybody, the way you described, uh, you know, they challenged yeah. Mary Lou. They should be challenging Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael and their failures too, but, absolutely. But that's the thing, you see. They didn't. They had two presenters, and they had Michal Martin and Leo Vradkar. I remember it. Two of them were up, and they did not ask them one, did not ask either of them one tough question. Yeah, they had. Uh, yeah, it was it was Mary McCallaghan and David. What's his face there? That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Remember. And then they had Mary Lou on Brian Dobson, and he just fired ridiculous questions. Questions that like, there's no right or wrong answer. That eat whatever answer you give is the wrong answer. And it's just. Are you yeah, Sinn Fein fan yourself, Ross? But you know what? I, I kind of, I'm not a fan of any one particular party, to be honest with you. I, I give all the political parties a chance. I, I'm not going to say I'm a big Sinn Féin man and screw um, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. To be honest with you, none of them are good, Niall. Well, they're all singing from the same hymn sheet. But stay, we are got on into politics. Stay there, Ross, for a second. Let me go to Billy. Billy, there you go. Ross wouldn't shed a tear for you. He had to close the shutters tomorrow. Jesus, Niall. I, I had one frame of thought coming on here when I was asked. And then Ross was after put me on the defensive for RTE because I, I think some of the comments he's made there are, are quite <laughs> quite quite crude to some of the, the, the journalists that work on RTE. Yeah, there's some good um, journalists in RTE. The likes of Mary Wilson who roasts politicians on a very regular basis of all colours, of all of all um political persuasions, she roasts them, absolutely and rightly so. 
Brian Dobson, another stand-up journalist who roasts politicians on a regular basis. You know, this is the, these are the type of journalists that we need. We need people who challenge. Now, I'm not a fan of the talent, as they're referring to in RTE, uh, the, the, the high-paid Joe Duffy's, Ray Darcy's, Ryan Tuberty's before he went, and, you know, the, the fact that 2FM and RTE2 still exist in this day and age when you have Virgin Media or whatever it's called this week. Yeah, you, well, you um, don't, 2FM should be privatised because there's already U Radio out there. Yeah. Exactly. It's there's, not a public there's, service. There's, there's yourself, there's... Well, well, well FM. 2FM is meant to be for the youth market. You already have iRadio and Spin Radio out it, there. It, yeah. it is, it is, it is a, mu- a, a musical radio station, I would say, and yeah. there's plenty of those in the market that, yeah. that cater to different tastes and you know it 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 it's not you know no, it's not it, public it service yeah it's not public it's not for public service anymore uh the tv license like let's be honest there probably should be a broadcasting charge and the likes of yourselves and independent radio should get a portion of that yeah, well here's the argument well. and i and i'm going to say something to you billy i was only talking to a ceo of radio station and he was telling me that he wouldn't want it and i'll tell you why he wouldn't want it he said to me i wouldn't take it off them because if I did, I'd be expected to do something for it. Do you understand what I'm saying? The, 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 the question then is, the advertisers that you have, and I, your particular show doesn't apply to, but that argument could be made for any advertiser that puts on an ad on a radio station. Just because they're paying for advertising, does that mean that you are beholden to the requests of the advertisers? Well, not necessarily, but if you're getting money no. from the broadcasting authority, or from the, not the broadcasting authority anymore, they're not called that anymore, but if you're getting money from the state, a portion of the television license, let's say, for example, mm-hmm. Classic Hits got 500,000 every year off the state, well, then we would be expected to provide more than we're providing at the moment in relation to the Irish language, more than we're providing at the moment in relation to news and current affairs, more than we're providing in maybe sports coverage. And all that costs money, and it's you know a lot of work, and well, you, see, you know. You see, Niall, I think if they went down that path, they'd have to look at the way that the broadcasting authority, or however it's referred to these days, works. Because there are some stations like News Talk that do sports from seven pm to ten pm every night. Mm-hmm. You know, yourself, you come on and do this type of show from from nine to twelve. Like, there's there's different audiences that listen to different things, and if you're going to give, like, they can't all do the same thing because then then they will just be competing for the same listenership across the board. There's different people who like different things. You need to appeal to the, the different markets that are out there. You're not going to, you know, if you did do an Irish radio show for an hour every week. You'd have no listeners. Are, aren't gonna, the chance are people aren't going to tune in. They're going to listen to Orna G or they're going to listen to, to That's another That's what I'm saying. I mean, Irish, I mean Irish look, don't get me wrong. Tina G is great for the Irish audience, but it's a very small audience. It wouldn't survive in the private sector, right? The no, same goes with, you know, Radio Nagel talked or whatever it happens to be. So they're public service because they service a small amount of people. And Niall, two two RTE radio stations, or sorry, multiple RTE radio stations, but two RTE television stations would not survive if it was not for private industry paying for advertising on them. Oh, I know, I know. Okay, but but get back to what Ross says. Ross says we wouldn't miss them. He doesn't watch RTE anyway. Well, I, I don't watch a lot of RTE. I do listen to RTE radio in the mornings. I do listen to the news on RTE um, in, in, in the mornings particularly. But, you know, I, I think if, if well, I would miss elements of RTE, yes. And that's the public service remit and the public service broadcasting. But they're in offer. big trouble. And I mean big trouble. They are. They're in massive, they're in massive trouble. 61, there's a shortfall of 61 million, they predict, over the next two and years. It, it, shows, it shows a lack of trust in what's happened in the institution over the last number of years, rightly or wrongly with the COVID stuff. I, I have a different opinion to Ross and I'd say many others on, on what 
on the, their reporting during COVID, I would put that down to, you know, it was a state of emergency, much like the Second World War was. Do you not think they went? Now, I, I have to say, I don't necessarily agree, completely agree with Ross. I do believe there were some impartial debates, yes, very few. It was, but but I do yeah, believe they was, were biased. It was it was a state of emergency. Does it, it doesn't it doesn't matter? They they no, they, no, no, they no, didn't it, challenge it, it, what was going it, on. It, it very much does matter now. It was a state of emergency. But they have a duty. They're a public service broadcaster. During, so they had a duty to pull in Tony Holohan. They had a duty to pull in you know Leo Varadkar, Michal Martin, whoever it was from Neffet, and say you know nine euro meal. Is there something wrong with you? Are you mental? But, you know they had a duty to do that. You know what I mean? During a during a state of emergency, Niall, their their remit is to report what the government are asking them to report in the interest of public safety and public information. Without question, that, that without is, question, well, Billy. But that's, well, well, that, but that's not a good public public service broadcaster. If you put your if you put yourself into a, into a wartime analogy, and someone came on the radio saying. Dublin's going to be bombed tonight. If you went back to the the 1940s and the North Strand is going to be bombed tonight, they're not going to ask for debate on whether the North Strand will. Be well, bombed no, you may, you or, may, you may not in that initial decision. And the same, and I said this to everybody about the first say week or two, or certainly the first couple of months of COVID. Everybody was in the same boat. It was uncharted territory, and yes, we we were right to believe everything we heard. But after a couple of months, once we knew where the sun was setting, and once we knew what the data was, and we knew the mortality. Questions should have been asked about our priorities, and our priorities should have been the elderly people and those over the age of seventy who are genuinely vulnerable, and not those under seventy. You're you're looking at that now in through the lens of hindsight. No, 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 no. People had no, but people had said it after. There was numerous, you know, gold standard tests done in relation to particularly those cruise ships, where they they knew exactly what the data was and they knew exactly the risks, but they still continued down the same path of this kind of overshadowing and overprotecting everybody when really we should have been protecting the vulnerable. We're going we're going down a path of of a COVID debate. No, no, no. I didn't. No, I didn't want to do that. What I'm saying. No, the point I'm making is, or he didn't question it. Yeah, they didn't question it, but at the time, now they didn't question it because they were, they were delivering a public service message, which, you know, was the message that they had to give out for the government. It was in the aim of public safety. For two right years, they had to keep giving out that message, unquestioned that, for two now, years. They didn't, they didn't really give it out for a full two years, in fairness. Mm. Well, they did. They're still giving it out. Go way out of it. They're still giving out the COVID message two and a half, three what, what, years what, later. What, what, what are they giving out three years later, Ross? I uh, know, but in fairness, Ross, they're not talking about it now. Okay, but, but anyway, look, I, I don't want to focus on what you COVID, but get, getting back, Billy, you know, I understand they provide... Oh, well, hang on, let me, let me to be fair to Orti. Primetime is a great programme. There's been some wonderful exposés over the last 10 years in relation to care homes and nursing homes, um, you know, children's creches, all those kind of exposés were amazing and brilliant and it exposed a lot of bad stuff happening in the country, the Catholic Church, etc., etc., etc. You know, the news can be good by times, can be good by times. Uh, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of RT News 6 one News, but it can be good at times. Um, the sports coverage... Investigative journalism into the likes of Sean Quinn. Into absolutely. Different- but, into different scandals, into the mother and baby homes. Yeah, there's the, been and there's been good the TV abuse. shows like Kin. I really enjoyed Kin. We all enjoyed Love Hate. Go back a few years ago too. But but so, you know, I, I I would to be fair, I haven't watched Kin, and I wouldn't have a problem with getting rid of that entertainment factor for RTE. Give it give it away. Sell it. Mm. Sell RTE too. Let let the independent let the independent media producers come in and produce that material and put it onto that station. You know, it's it, it is what it is. Focus on RTE should focus on public service broadcast 
uh, news and current affairs and investigative journalism and give them a stipend. Give them if you would want you to move would you move them out of Donnybrook? Definitely, they don't need to be in Donnybrook. Are you joking? It's it's a huge huge site in probably the most valuable in the most valuable um, area code in Dublin, and they're sitting there with. You know, acres. A, 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 a acres that are not even half full at this stage, from what I've heard. Okay, we'll stay. We'll stay there for a second. Um, you can take three if you want to, Jane. Let me go to Morris. Morris, hi. How are you? Morris, how are you doing? Well, you heard Billy. Um, he would be sad to see it go because you know, obviously, there needs to be changes. But he'd be sad to see it yeah. go because he believes it's valuable. Listen, I could, I can understand where people are coming from, but to me, at the moment, RTE is a spend force. They lost the trust of the people. The people in there are overpaid, underworked. It's a financial burden on the state. Sell off, sell the whole lot of Montrose and all, lock, stock and barrel, and then put the station out for tender for a 20-year lease and let people bid for it and give them 20, 10, 15 years to set it up and then renew the contract again. It's gone down the road of the taxpayer bailing out this country over and over and over again, and we're sick of it. And the very people we trusted to do us right and give us the service that Oh, hold on, we'll we get you back there. Sorry, Morris, we lost you there for a second. Do apologise. Um, we are talking about RTE, and the reason we're talking about them is because 61 million is the predicted figure that they will lose in revenue uh, this year, by the end of this year and next year. And that's because people are not paying their television licence. And I want to know, do you think it'll be a loss to Ireland as a public broadcaster? Will you miss RTE? Sorry about that, Morris, I do apologise. Getting back to you there now. No, I you're back. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I've, I haven't left. <laughs> yeah, neither have I. <laughs> I heard somebody, somebody said, get that station to pay their phone bill and cut me off. <laughs> I can tell you a funny story about a radio station I was in many years ago. And at the time, yeah. there's a thing called, the line you're on at the moment is what they call a virtual line. It's not a real phone line, right? It's called a VOIP, right? right? And this radio yeah. station that I was working in, VOIPs were only out at the time. And the way it used to work was the radio station would have to top up the credit once a month on it. We had four phone lines. Right. And I was talking to somebody on the air. I was only in the station a week and I was talking to somebody like you on the air. And all of a sudden was, yeah. please put more credit in your account. <laughs> and that went down on the air. And I'm going, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> we have no credit in the account. Anyway, no. getting, getting back to RTE. So, yeah. you know, Billy thinks it's still important. And I understand the point that he's making. You know, and, and there are some things on RTE that we need to some degree. You know, they're meant to be impartial, I suppose. And then, yeah. you know, I'm, it's a public service. You've got the sports coverage, you've got news coverage, primetime investigates, investigative journalism and all that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, but the rest of it, you don't believe it's necessary. You believe it should be all privatised. I think so now because they've gone down the public route and there's nothing but corruption there and taxpayers' money being wasted. So the very people we trusted to run things for us properly and look after the pennies and the pounds and the halfpennies uh, were blatantly... You know, using it like as if it was a slush fund for personal individuals within RTE. And what did they do? They went up in front of the public representative body in Dal Aaron. They were questioned, I'm resigning, I'm resigning, I'm resigning. And nobody can do anything about it. And these people putting in medical certs saying, oh, I'm not medically fit to come in front of the board. But they can turn up every week on the dole and they can turn up every week and collect their pension or whatever their entitlements are. So I just think they could sell off Montrose, lock, stock and barrel. Uh, and put the station up for public tender and let people bid for us under tender for 20 years. It'll take... Yeah, and I I agree with you to some degree, right? But the problem is when you privatise something, 
you know, yeah. it, it ends up in the hands of, say, somebody like Rupert Murdoch, you know, or, you know, or, or it's an individual who has their yeah. own bias. So we see, for example, what, you know, the, the Sun newspaper, Talk TV or GB News or so, you know, if you're into that and you're slightly leaning to the right, they're great television stations. You know, and the same goes for Fox News. It goes to the right, just to great yeah. TV stations. If you're left-leaning, you go to CNN or Sky News. So what I'm saying is, they end up leaning to one side to the or the other if it's privatized, and so you're not really yeah. getting good impartial news. That's the problem. I understand, and I mean to say, if you put money in and you invest in it, it will go good. But I mean to say, people are overpaid in that place and underworked. You know, doing a couple of hours every week and coming out with big, big money. And, and there are, you're right. We'll never see in their life. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's big earners in RT doing very little work. Yeah. yeah, but there are there are hardworking people in RT in the back room doing all and the they work. Get paid very little, and, and yeah. get paid very little, and are abused, and are kept on minimum wages. Like Gabe Bourne was an institute in this country, right? And they kept him on a three month rolling contract. Uh, mm. Two FM died when Jerry Ryan died thirteen years ago. That station hasn't done a tap since that man passed away under tragic circumstances and we all know what went on in his life and he paid the ultimate price for burning the candle at both ends he's not here and he probably would be ashamed at the way things are going on but look, that's that's another story but look two million pound was lost on the musical the toy story and your man says why did you put so much money into it oh, we thought it would have been a great seller but they didn't realise that Ryan Tuberty wasn't on board yeah because he wanted money for doing that outside his house he walking yeah. hours. Yeah, of course. I and mean, which he's entitled to. Because if you have Gabe Moore and Jerry Ryan advising Tuberty and saying, don't do, don't let them do to you what they don't to us. Mm. And he didn't. And he's paying the price for it now. So I think the people of Ireland deserve better. Close it down. Sell it off. It's part of our history. It, they tried. It didn't work. And let's move forward with a private okay. franchise that puts on programs that makes everybody happy. And the only three things I'd miss is the Angelus Garda Patrol <laughs> and the meaning of life. Is Garda Patrol still on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know it was still on. <laughs> Thanks for that, Morris. By the way, some of your texts coming in. Sorry, Dominic, Darianne, and Eddie. I'll be with you in a second. Some of your texts coming in. RTE were biased. Biases, you know what. They scared the life out of people. They were relentless and showed no empathy or emotion towards the nation or its elderly. The reporting was on a loop of the old drivel and scaremongering over and over again. They held hands in RTE reception and they hugged and they kissed while everyone the, the while everyone they reported to was afraid to call into their next door neighbour. Uh, they have so much to answer for. Their jobs became so easy as it was like a Ferris wheel of fear. The nation should never forget. And part of me thinks that's the main reason why so many people have decided not to pay for their television licence. Good on each and every one of them, as now we are watching karma in real time and the ship is sinking. There you go. Dominic, hi, how are you? Niall, how are you? You okay? I don't agree with, completely with all of that, but but I think the person is right who sent that in, that the karma is coming back as far as some people are concerned out there because they've refused to pay the television licence for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm listening to the debate there, and there's some interesting stuff. Um, I, I think kind of looking at future focus here, though, uh, kind of looking at exactly what the purpose is of a national broadcaster. Um, and I, I, I hear the debate regarding, you know, privatising it, etc. I think we've got enough kind of privatised organisations that can fulfil uh, that, that sector, and I wouldn't necessarily think too many people would want to be Buying RT and taking over, two peeing people over, and all that sort of stuff's concerned as well. Mm. So, yeah, well, there's a danger um, in privatization. I mentioned Rupert Murdoch yeah. a few minutes ago, so there's a danger. Exactly. 
Yeah. And I think ultimately the, the purpose of a national broadcaster and, and I get I get what it is. Basically, people want to have a, you know, your your kin and basically your entertainment. But uh, ultimately, it's about, you know, information being provided to ourselves as basically uh, citizens of Ireland. OK, um, in a way that's actually neutral. So things like, for example, Gaza going on right now. I, I want to know what's actually happening rather than someone putting a twist on it. So, um, mm. as you mentioned earlier on, if, if I'm watching Fox News, for example, it will really, really very much depend on who's actually paying for the advertising as to what twist I'm going to get. Mm. Um, and I think, I think to a certain extent, with regarding the, the license fee, is basically we're the stakeholders when, we, when, you, when, you, when you pay for your license fee, we're, we're actually the people who are actually the investors in that. So we expect back um, what we pay for, and what we're paying for is neutral uh, neutral reporting. Well, are we getting uh, that? Because that seems to be everybody's no. complaint. That, and that, that's what's not happening. So that's the reason why everyone's saying ditch it, burn it, get rid of it, etc. Um, I, I think to a certain extent, from a future point of view, it could be a case of sell Montrose, get rid of it, etc. But really scale back and think about what is the purpose of an RTE. And I think what we're trying to work, look at here is the core part of it is certainly news and current affairs, okay? And then you've actually got your add-ons, like sport, for example. Um, you know, uh, for me, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I played golf when I was younger, uh, and it used to be on television, and everything's now pay-for-play and things like that's concerned, and getting people into sport is a problem. Uh, if it was free on television to watch, you'd probably have more kids actually engaged in it, et cetera. But, you know, people are paying too much money for that. I don't want to kind of go down that route. Mm. But but the purpose of what the national broadcaster is... Really but but it's lost its purpose, Dominic. I mean, we, people have mentioned yeah. 2FM. 2FM is a classic example. 35 million or whatever it costs, right? It costs more than that. Yeah. But anyway, that's license fee money going into it. It's a youth station. You have iRadio, yeah. you have Spin Radio. You have loads of youth yeah. stations in the country playing music because that's all they really do. You have some nice presenters. They don't need it. It's It's not public service broadcasting. That's a waste of money. Correct. And what happens is, and then in order to subsidize that, you're going to have to then basically get in advertising, etc. And then what eventually happens is, as you say, you end up basically with overexpensive flip-flops. Um, really, at the end of the day, again, I think my, my position here on this is really scale back. Um, it doesn't really matter if it's basically in Dublin 4 or basically in, in Wicklow uh, or, you know, Donegal, wherever the hell you want to have have this place. But the point being is what is actually the purpose and who are the stakeholders? Who are the people putting the money into this? I don't necessarily want to see uh, – I think there should be an independent broadcasting um, watchdog that, that's not government bias. Um, as you say, regarding the stuff, the COVID reporting, for example, that was an example of uh, manipulation there, you can argue. Some people might say it was actually good reporting. Um, but I think we've seen quite a lot of things like prime time investigates when there's no real kind of like there's no one influence in that. That's basically pure good reporting. OK, they have had some good. Obsessed. Yeah, well, they, they've had some mm. good stuff over the last 10 years. We've covered a lot of it on this show, including nursing homes, creches and all that stuff that they brought out into society. And we realized what was going on, the abuse that was going on and the, for the elderly as well. And, uh, you know, uh, the women of honor recently within the army. A lot of that stuff was good. But here's the thing, I can probably count them on two hands, you know, over the last 10 years. Because, well, unfortunately, the last 10 years has been shrouded by COVID. I thought during yeah. COVID, they were useless. 
absolutely no, useless. No, I, I, and it was basically, uh, you don't want to go down Tony Hoolan, basically um, the Tony Hoolan show every night and basically let, let's all clap them. But I know that sounds, again, I don't want to go down that route. But as you say, um, it was basically, you know, the reporting side of that is of public interest. So I, I'm happy to pay for my license fee which is because I pay my Sky, for example, that's that's one fee. But I'm, what I'd be quite more than happy to do is actually pay my license fee. So when I turn the news on, I'm getting basically impartial reporting. And as one gentleman just said there earlier on, is basically not, not drilling through basically one political party and then basically letting the other one kind of go easy. Um, and I think you kind of get that a little bit more in the BBC. I know that's uh, get, I'm Irish, by the way, just in case anyone's yeah. hearing my accent. But <laughs> what um, would you do? If, by the way, if you fact. if you were the director general of RTE, uh, Kevin Backhurst, who's the new director general yeah. of RTE, what changes would you make tomorrow if you walked in the door? Uh, he's screwed. He, he can't make changes. It, it needs to be a completely new setup, and that setup needs to be dissolved. No difference to what you have as far as basically dissolving banks. In the banking crisis, whereby it's literally you, you've got defunct, just you know, Anglo Irish Bank that's basically the RTE right now. Mm-hmm. So, that, in other words, all the stuff that's there, the inherent stuff that's there, the stuff that he's inherited, he can't get rid of it. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a classic saying from my, my background, HR and things like that. And so on, is, is, is a classic saying there. I think it's a, a guy called Peter Drucker once said basically, um, culture um, basically eats strategy for breakfast. Okay, so, so we know there's a bad culture in there. There's a bad culture of overspending. There's a bad culture of not caring because it's not their money. There's a bad culture of running things badly. There's a bad culture of too many people doing one job. You know, I mean, for example, you know, we do a talk show here. It's just myself and Jane, uh, and that's it. You know, we do three hours yeah. of content. You know, some night we'll have politicians on, some nights we've guests on or interviews or whatever it is, and we, then we do a little bit of chat as well. But we do it with two people. You know, uh, you take the Joe Duffy show, which is basically a caller interactive show, just like this one, which is half, yeah. less than half the length of this show. It's only an hour and 15 minutes. And they have probably 12 people working on it. Yeah, you have that. I mean, obviously, that's overspend. But the thing is, it, you know, if you think about it from a change man- management perspective, um, you'll end up spending, you'll spend basically three, four times basically the amount of money that would be to set up a new new entity from scratch. To actually even you, you'll end up spending an absolute fortune on management consultancy firms coming in telling you the time, um, and by the end of it, basically we'll we'll have investigations and we'll have basically uh, rock uh, meetings, we'll have inquiries and everything. By the end of it, just just scrap it, liquidate yeah. the asset, put it down as a bad bank, and then basically move on to the next thing of saying what exactly is the core part? Of it? What is it? What do we want as far as we're now basically in? A new century. Let's look at basically what we want from a, uh, from a as 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 a, as a citizenship in Ireland. What do we want from our national broadcaster, and how much are we willing to pay for it? So I'm quite happy to pay, you know, 160 quid per year if I switch the television on, and I know basically the news I'm looking at is is unbiased and it's basically proper reporting. I mean, the same thing is happening with the BBC. And, you know, I mean, if you look at the BBC, it's swung from being a conservative television station to being quite a liberal uh, television station and quite the opposite. Actually, the pendulum has completely swung in the opposite direction. And, you know, people give out of the BBC now as well. And they were always the, you know, I suppose the paragon of impartiality, but they're not anymore. No, and that's where a watchdog needs to be over that. Mm. Um, and and what I mean by watchdog is basically of the people. So, um, uh, 
in, in, you know, there's, you've kind of got like, for example, Senate here, and you you got uh, they're made up not as politicians, they're made up as should be lay people really, um, but from different backgrounds to actually oversee what we want as basically a national broadcaster. And it's not bo- job, it shouldn't be jobs for the boys. There's quite a lot of jobs for the boys in Ireland. Oh, yeah. um, oh, the nepotism you know. is rife in there, and <laughs> we all know that. I yeah, mean, yeah. by the way, but just finally, in relation to that, do you believe that RTE, from your experience, do you think RTE leans to the left when you can, when you talk about bias? Um, do I think they lean to the left? Uh, I, I, I suppose when I'm looking at interviews and what have you, that they would, fa- they would, they, they would go easy basically on certain political parties and go hard on others and uh, is it fair or not i suppose you know you, you know as one gentleman there so basically once Sinn Féin comes on um I, which i wouldn't support by the way i'm not, no. not Sinn Féin uh, but uh, well, from but a, they I'm, should be treated uh, fairly yeah but from a neutral person i would actually be saying you know they're talking about future and how, how exactly are you going to pay for housing etc i don't want to hear about basically ira in the past no the past sense, Let, yeah. let's talk about and it's Let's talk about the future here. And if your numbers don't add up, then I'm going to quiz you on that. Um, whereas we, if we spend the next hour basically talking about stuff that's in the past, that's not fair to that particular party because... Well, it's um, not fair to your audience either, really, is it? Because no, they've, they've heard all that before, that stuff. Dominic, do, do, do you hear me? Just stay there for a second. Let me go to Eddie because I want to go yeah. to uh, Eddie, Darianne and Sandra as well if I have time before yeah. the break. Sorry, Eddie, go ahead. How are you? Really well. Good. Eddie, you've been listening to Dominic, I have to say, rock sense. But in relation to RT and where we go from here... I mean, they're losing money hand over fist. 61 million predicted in uh, loss of revenue from the license fee over the next two years. And they also need 40 million in additional funding as well. Oh, we've lost them. Sorry, Derry Ann, we let you ask you the same question. Yeah, listen, um, Niall, what I want to ask you is you said the other night that RTE lost, I think it was 47% of the, the licenses. Um, I don't know. I, I, I know at one stage it was 15%, but I believe it's a lot higher yeah, than that okay. now. Okay, yeah. but what I want to know is, do you know or can Jane find out how much of us old age pensioners get our pensions paid by the government that goes direct to RTE? In other words, is because you're being wavered and you don't have to pay it over the age of 65... Yeah. Do you, you're wondering, yeah. does that money then go to or do do the state Absolutely. pay or well, 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 yeah. well, well, hang on, and no, well, I, I, no, I don't think it's like medical cards. The state doesn't pay RTE for every license they're supposed to get for over 65s, but the state does fund RTE every year. For example, the minister has already said this year she will give RTE 16 million, but she's not giving them the rest of the 40 million, million additional funding until she sees a strategic plan, so, which they say will be coming in the next few weeks. So they yeah. do give them money to make up for those losses, yeah. Yeah, but the, but but, they, but not specifically are, for the elderly's license. No. Okay, okay, but what I'm saying is, if you were saying the other day, forty-seven percent of people haven't paid their license. Plus, I don't think I said forty-seven like, percent. You might have heard that somewhere else. I don't know what the figure is. That at okay, the moment, yeah. no, no, no. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. that's just what I thought I heard. But what I'm saying is, what about the amount of us old age? pensioners who get our licenses free, even though I don't have a television, I might add. Yeah. Um, you know, what does that make up? That would mean there's a higher percent of Irish people who will not pay their licenses. Oh, well, I, I, I get where you're going. That You don't have a way of protesting because you don't pay it anyway. Exactly. Okay. So, oh, by the way, would you miss RT if it was gone? 
No. And you know, the funny thing is now, the only thing I would miss, and I reckon they could go out and do it on their own, is Fair City. Because okay. the only reason why... No, and That'd the, the last thing I'd miss, personally speaking. But, no, I know but, I, but I know a lot of people watch it. I know a lot of people watch it. Yeah, I know. but the only reason why I enjoy watching it is because when you're living on your own, and you just want to get out of your head, you know, <laughs> look at something. That's that's that not gonna, yeah, that's not gonna, it's not gonna exercise your brain too much. I know, I, I, exactly. I get, I get that. And I think those people who who act in that thing could do it and produce it some other way. Okay, well, well, hang on, because I want to get Sandra in just before the break as well. Sandra, hi. 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 How are you, Sandra? Darianne would only miss Fair City. Oh, Niall, there was a time there my, I would sit down like religiously and watch it with my husband and I could nearly tell you the script before the programme was finished. <laughs> you could nearly tell. I was so psychic with it. Well, I, I think most soaps are pretty much the same, I, really, I aren't they? I tell you what was going to happen. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, it bored the pants off me. I think it's gone downhill big time. Okay, but RT in general, you know, if they had to close the shutter tomorrow, pull them down because they couldn't afford to run it anymore, would you miss it? No. Do you think we need a public service no. broadcaster? No, I don't. I actually think it's a waste of money. And I, for one, wouldn't allow my husband to renew our TV license because what are we paying for? It's rubbish. You know. Is you there have... anything you watch in Orte? You watch the news? Um, I, I watch the news on um, TV3. Yeah, well, that's probably I the worst rebranding in history. Yeah, Virgin Media One, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah everyone still yeah, calls Virgin it TV3. Media one. Yeah. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, I, I just I just don't like our team in general. You know, the late late show, I used to love it when Gay Burn lost the rest of his soul to him. You know, I used That's to a long love time him. Ago, yeah, he yeah. was. Oh, he was know, great. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Um, and I thought Pat Kenny did an okay job. Um, I just felt Ryan Torberry that time was just thrown under the bus by everybody in our team. Um, you know, um, I watched the the report. Mm. When you know the committee had him, oh, that was the, the best television ever. Actually, you're actually I yeah. learned an awful lot from it, and I really did feel he was thrown under the bus. And I felt sorry for the man, um, you know. But like the fella Collins resigned today, that's right. When he was in front of the committee, he couldn't even tell when he was asked a question how much he was earning with a smug face in him, um, as if to say, It's only your business, kind of thing. But it is our business because it's our money's paying their wages. I couldn't you agree know. with you more. By the way, Dominic, just on a final note. In relation to the, the Oireachtas Committee and everything that happened at RTE, a lot of people feel that Ryan Tuberty was thrown under the bus or was the kind of, the, I suppose, the figurehead for the controversy. Do you believe that was unfair? Um, yeah, it was uh, It was completely unfair. Um, and the reason why that is is because um, everyone actually thinks he's, when they start talking about salaries and things that are concerned, uh, people are getting mixed up between salaries and what he's, uh, for contract, for service. Um I think I was listening the other night. Basically, you mentioned there was mentioned that you're self-employed yourself. Now, was that correct? Yep. So basically, you're, you're going to invoice. Um, basically, your you mentioned your boss as well, but you don't really have a boss no. uh, as being self-employed. You have a client and that you service, and you mm. actually provide um, basically a service too, and you turn up, etc. That's the contract of employment or mm, contract for service services. Yeah. yeah. Um, and out of that, basically, uh, Ryan Tuberty would have had to have a number of expenses, etc. And with that, he was allowed to work for any uh, any other employer. So he's purely self-employed. But so but in the, saying that, Orty did give him a guarantee that they would pay him, even though there was part of that contract was for Renault, that if Renault didn't pay, that they would pay him, which really wasn't a good mm-hmm. thing to be doing. 
Um, but are we blaming Ryan Tuberty for that, or are we going to blame? Well, I, uh, well, I, well, I suppose what happened there was, you know, if you're, if I was in the public sector and my my wages or my salary or my uh, contract fee yearly was to be published in a newspaper, and I seen it and I saw the figure was wrong, and I knew it was being paid for by taxpayers. I th- when I say I saw the figure was wrong. That's not what I'm being paid. I actually get paid a bit more than that because I have a separate piece as well with Renault or a deal with Renault as well. I think I would have to correct that publicly. It's a tricky one um, because this isn't just about RTE. This 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 happens out in the this happens in, in everyday life as well. I mean, what I mean by that is other industries, etc. So. Um, if you're if you go in if you're providing services to a company and then basically you, you look at those financial accounts at the end of the year and there's a discrepancy on that person's financial accounts, is it for you then to contact revenue and say, hey, your client is the client you're servicing is basically false reporting? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's a tri- it's a tricky one on that side of things concerned. And how how do they calculate it? And how do they calculate this information, etc.? Now, you're well, the Iraq, well, the Iraqis were pretty clear about that. That I mean, one person, the Iraq just described it as fraud, but but the Iraq just were pretty clear about you know how this was a misleading and it was it was meant to mislead. In other words, you know they, they knew what they were doing was wrong in the well, way they were right, doing uh, it. Uh, sorry, this is basically sorry, right now. This is RTE knew exactly what they're doing as far as basically they're doing it. I mean, what 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 do they call that account? Uh, was it barter account? The barter account, uh, yeah. The yeah, famous barter definitely. account. Yeah. Yeah, I said to my wife, basically, I said, is there such a thing as a barter account in, in, in accounting? But that's terms? not unusual, by the way. Yes. No, I... no, but she, she, she's, she's an accountant and what have you, and she says, uh, kind of like scoffed and says no. Um, that, that's, you, well, you I, I, I spoke to somebody who's another CEO of a radio station around the time of the Iraqis yeah. Committee, and he said there's nothing unusual about that. He said, you know, I many radio that. stations and media have barter accounts. There's a company in England, and they swap advertising for goods, essentially. Okay, uh, and it's reported, yeah. Yeah, I assume it has to be. Well, the, the, uh, from what, from uh, maybe I'm wrong, but from the outside in, it didn't look as if it was actually reported. Yeah, it does look dubious, though. It doesn't. It sounds it, it, dubious. It, 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 it looked. It looked to me as if basically it was a private slush fund, and and that's basically what the Oroctus was hanging on, mm. uh, and they were correct to do that. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Nile Boylan show.